<clears throat> boy, oh boy, do we got some stuff to talk about this week. Um, missed two weeks, so here's a, a decent, decently long one, because I got some stuff to discuss. Also, thank you, Murphy, for burping. I don't know if you guys heard that in the intro or not. Hello and welcome back to The queue. I am your host, Quinn Oro Nerd, as you should know me by now. How's everybody's day been? Hopefully it's been well. Hopefully the last two weeks have been treating you well. Almost three weeks. Depending on when you hear this, it could be a month. Um, but yeah, whatever the time of year, day, month, whatever, uh, hopefully it uh, finds you well and I find you well. And if not, hopefully I can brighten it up a little bit. Um, but hello. Um, it's been a minute. Uh, don't really have much to say as to why. Doodle, you're going to go because you're biting. He is angry. He's an angry man. Perfect an angry dude. Why are you so rude? Anyways, um, <clears throat> going to go ahead and look at the calendar here for the reasons why I missed the... Did I miss the second? I may have missed the second and the ninth. Um, in which case, I'm sorry. Um, I don't remember exactly why I missed the second. I think it was just because that weekend we... Ended up Boston didn't work on Saturday, and so we went to like do some shopping and some stuff, um, just hanging out. Um, and then throughout that week, uh, the first week of May, not a lot happened. Had a lot of midnight maintenances, so I didn't really have a lot of time to record anything. Um, and I got really stuck in the self-hosted uh, stuff. Stop, Murph. Stop, Murph. Stop. Stop, Murph. Jeez, that guy um, got really stuck into the home lab and home server self-hosted um, rabbit hole once again. Um, and I found some pretty, pretty good resources. I'm going to go ahead and bring up the man that I've been watching a lot of. Um, his name is called Techno Tim. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about him as a content creator, um, but his um, tutorials are actually pretty... Um, not concise, but they're not also not easy to follow along because it is very uh, niche to exactly how his home network is set up. So a lot of things don't pertain to you, like a lot of his ports and a lot of uh, his server settings and any of his proxy information and all of his SSL certificates are all specific to him and him only. So you kind of have to extrapolate on his ideas that he's building in the video. So it's kind of difficult to just like copy and paste, which I think is a fair way to do um, self-hosted and uh, personal code. You can copy paste that stuff all day, whatever, whatever. If you're using it for personal usage to better your own life, by all means, do that. Um, but if you're trying to, you know, actually implement features and improve upon your uh, your own ecosystem that's inside your home or to extensions outside of your home and you want to um, configure it to be specific to how you want it to be, um, then it's also very good to understand the concepts. I think TechnoTim does a good job explaining this is the template that you can follow, but here's how I implement this piece of software or this application. Um, so I really started digging into him um, while I was... Uh, working from home, I would watch his videos, pretty much I've watched almost all of his backlog, which is ridiculous to say, but he's only been doing content for like the last year and a half, at least in the home lab stuff from what I've seen. 
Um, but yeah, um, he got me stuck in. Um, and so I've been working on a lot of different projects, which I'll get into, but I'm going to go ahead and get finished with the reason why you haven't heard from me in like three weeks, <gasps> three weeks. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think you did hear me the second. I'm looking at it now. Um, the 16th you've missed, and this is coming up on the 23rd. So yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since you've heard from me. Um, but then that weekend, the 7th, was Ambrosia's graduation. Spencer's graduation was in the morning. Garrett's was at noon, and Ambrosia's was at 4. We didn't end up going to Garrett's because he didn't have enough tickets for all of us, which is fine. Um, but I went to Spencer's in the morning with Sam. Um, Jerry, unfortunately, was sick. Um because I just completely uh, dismantled him with my Donkey Kong the night before we were playing Melee for like six hours. Um, <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I, it, the Donkey Kong, um, uh, yeah, it was not a good time. He, he kind of got walked. What are you doing, Doodle? Stop chewing on my Crocs, please. He's finally decided that he likes chewing on Crocs again. Um, so, yeah, uh, he didn't end up making it there to Spencer's, but me and, uh, Sam were there to support him. Stop, doodle. Why are you biting? Quit, man. Quit. Um, so him, uh, him graduating Spencer with his, uh, I don't know exactly what it was, but it's his, uh, undergrad degrees, bachelor's and something. Congratulations. I think it was, uh, in computer science of some kind. Um, but yeah, he graduated then and Ambrosia graduated with her master's. Um, in business health administration, I believe, or health education, one of the two. I can't remember which uh, which way that last word went, but yeah, she graduated there in the evening, um, and then we went out to McAllister's or McWhorter's Pub. That's what it's McWhorter's Pub, uh, which is where she works. And we ate dinner with her family. Um, it was a good time. Uh, had some good bants with her brothers, um, and then Sunday was Mother's Day, which you all should have remembered. Um, and if you don't have a mother, I'm sorry. It's probably not a great day for you, but regardless, um, that happened. So I had two to go to, um, Boston's mom and my mom. Uh, so we did that that day. So I couldn't get anything recorded on the weekend for the Monday of the ninth. Um, and then going into that week, same thing. Midnight maintenances kept me busy watching a lot of YouTube videos and, um, not labbing up, but, uh, getting notes configured so that I would have some time to work on, the home network um on saturday um which is exactly what happened which i'm getting to that um and then we had colt's graduation he graduated from eighth grade which is very weird that el dorado has graduations for eighth grade but anyways he graduated so we went there and celebrated for him um and then friday was boston's graduation so we had a half day i worked from home and then went to boston's pinning ceremony and congratulated her had a great time with her um very happy um she graduated from the nursing um, department at Lakeland, um, and she's going to be getting, she's going to be taking her NCLEX on like sometime in June, I believe, which is like the test that says that you are a certified nurse. Um, and then I think she got her BSN in something, but I don't know what it was. Um, I'm not good at keeping track. I don't even honestly know what my associate's degree is in at all, um, which honestly is irrelevant. It's basically a piece of paper that says, Hey, you know, it, <laughs> Um, I don't know what the words are associated with it, but I have that and I've been certified in networking and server operations in Microsoft suite. Um, so I have those certifications as well, which are probably expired by now. I think the networking 
um, is expired. The security one, I believe, is expired this year, I think is when it expired. I think it was a two-year. It might be a four-year. I can't remember. I think the server one's a four-year, so I still have like two more years on that one. Um, so I have a lot of different like little things, different hats that I'm um, allowed to work under, I guess. Um, so I don't uh, keep much track of the words behind whatever degree people are getting, but basically, you know, Spencer got his degree in computer um, science, which is towards a cybersecurity master's, which... That's basically just cybersecurity and understanding um, databases and uh, network security as a whole and how to secure your data. Um, and then Ambrosia graduated with her um, piece of paper that says I can manage nurses without being a nurse, as well as educate people about being a nurse without being a nurse, which I think is kind of sus. Um, and she knows that. So it's not just me being uh, facetious or whatever behind her back, but it's, you know, I tell her, it's like, yeah, it's kind of whack that you don't want to be a nurse but you want to tell nurses what to do i don't know it's weird um and then i don't know what garrett got um but he's going into criminal justice um he's gonna become a correctional officer i believe is his current goal right now so yeah and then boston got her like i said her piece of papers that say that she can become a nurse and take the test to actually be a full-fledged nurse um yeah there's a lot of graduations that <laughs> that happened in the last week and a half and a lot of celebrations and a lot of uh important days i.e graduation parties graduations mother's days and then both of our mother's birthdays are the 18th and 19th which i'm recording on the 18th on my mom's birthday so shout out mother um happy birthday and uh jennifer tomorrow happy birthday to you too um so yeah that's uh that's what's been happening in my schedule the last two weeks so i do apologize for missing out on some uploads there um i don't like to apologize for missing uploads but i do think that it's necessary um to be more personable and be honest with um the listeners you um specifically um letting you know the reason why i wasn't around because podcasts especially to myself i understand the podcasts are very like if it doesn't come out on a monday I was waiting for that podcast. Um, it's not like YouTube uploads where it's like, yeah, I could take it or leave it on a gameplay of a video game that I'm not super interested in, or I could I could wait a little bit on uh, listening to an expose on the Luna um, Armageddon that is happening right now. Um, I could wait a little bit on that. It's not uh, detrimental to my day. I'm not looking forward to that upload, but podcasts are like a unique little unicorn where it's like, I know that you post every Monday or every Wednesday, and if it doesn't post at the time that you usually post, I'm kind of disappointed. Um, and then, yeah, if it doesn't even show up at all, then you're like, ah, well, that sucks. That kind of like throws off my like rhythm. Um, I know that's how a lot of people uh, interact with um, podcasts. So that's why I do apologize on here more often than I would otherwise, because I understand the, uh, the medium and kind of the ecosystem of how people use podcasts. Um, so yeah, Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, just to really just throw that one out there. Um, transition, right? Um, Doctor Strange watched it uh, on Saturday, Saturday afternoon with the boys, me, Spencer, Jerry, and uh, my coworker Marcus. It's all right, Doodle. You don't got to bite. He's now biting the zipper pocket that I have. Um, you're gonna ruin my pocket, man. Please stop. You did ruin my pocket. Jeez, Doodle, you ruined it. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's rude. That's so rude. That's so rude. Why don't you just lay down? Hmm? Be a good boy for a little bit. Do that. 
be good boy for a little bit. Um, yeah, so Doctor Strange happened. Doctor Strange, I will say this right now, uh, it will be a predictor to the next three phases of the MCU, which are more than likely 100% going to happen. They've already basically been announced for the next three years of uh, TV and movie. Um, but this movie is the Captain America, the Winter Soldier of the first like the winter soldier is the first three films this is like that for the next three uh phases of the mcu meaning if you don't understand the mcu this means absolutely nothing to you and honestly i feel sorry for you <laughs> um but how the winter soldier was when it came out was in such a really low bad time for the MCU, where a lot of fans are like, this is just getting boring and monotonous, and I feel like we've already seen this before, and this is just the same thing over and over again, and the Winter Soldier just hits, and it's kind of like, that was just another, you know, beat em up action film, but it introduced, like, six new things that were all, like, subplots that all just appeared at once and just were just there. And they didn't have full explanations, but the implications of why they were there and how things were working was catastrophic to the rest of the movies after it um lots of things happened because of that film and it was the turning point where the mcu went from these are some fun comic book movies to this is a an expansive universe of marvel characters that all exist at the same time and there's subplots that are happening in between all of them that if you understand and follow them makes the film so much better and so much more enjoyable to watch and much deeper um mediums of enjoyment of you know fun um so doctor strange i'm saying that right now after coming off the back of it and thinking it was very man movie itself coming off of that i'm i'm saying it right now doctor strange the multiverse of madness is the captain america the winter soldier of the next three phases of the mcu which is like the next six years of films um this movie is the cornerstone the key turn to the multiverse which hence the name but also every subplot that's moving forward this movie sets all of them up and it's very hard to tell in this film because this film is a sam ramini first um actually building a marvel cinematic universe film um, which you don't know the backstory of sam ramini he is based in horror show uh aspect stuff i think evil dead was one of his like biggest cult following movies which is very horror zombie-esque thing um and that's where he like cut his teeth in directing and filmmaking um and then his biggest thing that everybody knows him for is the original Spider-Man trilogy where he's like, you can actually make compelling superhero films because up to that point, it was like some trash Batman garbage with, I don't even know who it was. Um, Adam West, maybe I think that was just a TV show, but um, it was Batman and some terrible campy Superman and some really terrible like x-men stuff i think came out early on then um which i know a lot of x-men fans are gonna hate me for that but they aren't good um it's just you really like x-men you don't actually like the films you just really love the characters too much to you know fully see what's actually happening on screen um so imagine sam ramini being based in horror and being able to bring that to multiverse of madness which is a horror film that's great uh, yeah, it was it was horror 
up until the third act and then it just became campy i'm not going to spoil anything because i don't believe in spoiling new movies especially only like two weeks after it's been released um i'm not going to spoil anything with this unless you've already seen it um so this may not even be talked about ever again but this film uh it doesn't feel good when you're watching it um but that is to do with um, if you don't understand anything in the MCU, it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, it's quite enjoyable as a standalone film. You don't need a lot of prior understanding to who Doctor Strange really is. Um, and then the whole multiverse thing, it's like, yeah, you can know about it from um, watching the other films um, and watching the original Doctor Strange. Um, is It's really all the, technically all the information you need is uh, the previous Doctor Strange and Endgame. Those are the only two that you actually need information from. Um, in order to watch this film at face value. Um, but to fully understand the entire thing, of course, I believe you should watch all 12 years of the MCU, all of the films, and you should watch all of the Disney Plus TV shows that have come out. They all are very important. Um, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, and um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier less so, but they're still important to uh, showcase that there are multiple things that are happening at the exact same time that Doctor Strange is happening all across Earth. That are very very important to this film and also future films so it's very um it's worth watching everything um and with that being said having all of that knowledge that i do it wasn't a great film it didn't do a good job in my opinion it could have done better and could have used more pieces um however um retrospective and going back and watching it again which i will eventually i believe my stance will change fully to this film is probably top five of all time for mcu wise anyways um i think there's just a lot in there that can do so much and the implications are like i said with falcon falcon uh sorry captain america the winter soldier um there's so much there that is potential and also more or less just confirmed um that is going to make it a great film and it's going to be one of the films that people rate as their top five of all time which a lot of people rate winter soldier as their number one film in the mcu which i think is a terrible take it's such a bad take i don't even think it makes top five but there's a lot of biases that i have with spider-man and iron man that make it very difficult to um allow anything in captain america's universe in that especially the first two captain america films i i think they're utter trash when it comes to films as films they're just classic bad action movies um and that's all they really went for they don't set anything up everything to do with captain america sucks he's such a terrible character but marvel just loves the fact that he's such an altruistic good guy he's just always such a great guy Ugh, it's terrible um i just hate that uh character archetype <laughs> i don't know why but i'm just not a fan of him always having to be the, the making the right decision and always being the moral one because that's not how humans work steve <laughs> it's unrealistic and i understand that you have super soldier serum but everybody else who has super Sol soldier serum is a bad guy or does something terrible and horrendous like why does he have to be such a cookie cutter goody boy i don't get it it's just like give him a little bit of angst or a little bit of dark behind those eyes like the hydra thing that happened dude oh man that comic series was fantastic when he's like i'm a bad guy that's hype because that's the captain america you want to see or even in like the incursion series when you have the captain america who's just the straight up bad guy like that's just fantastic where it's like the classic avengers but they're all bad guys 
that was just such a great arc because it's like that's the captain america i want that captain america is just better he's just a better overall written character why do we have to have the good guy why does the good guy always have to win stop get him out of here no offense to chris evans but uh didn't like how you played him <laughs> um but you know that being said uh that character is very important in all future events as well so we'll just leave that as it is not gonna get any more spoilers for dr strange but i do recommend you watch this film um if you if you enjoy not understanding what you're watching go watch it if you enjoy the mcu go watch it if you like comic book movies go watch it if you are just a casual viewer of superhero or comic book movies this one's not for you you're not going to enjoy this one um so yeah uh hard transition again that's what happened um the last two weeks so i appreciate everybody's patience with me uh, and just enjoying my time um, away from content creation because i think that it's it's decently healthy to do because then you come back with a lot of things that you can talk about and a lot of different topics to bring in and discuss so um i think it's i think it's a good thing that i missed the last two weeks because i got a lot of stuff to talk about and i'm very passionate about a lot of these things um so i'm gonna grab a drink So, let's talk about Homelab. Do I want to talk about Homelab yet? I don't think there's really anything else for me to talk about um, in regards to normie things. <laughs> um, I think I'm ready to dig into some Homelab stuff, so I appreciate everybody that's been here at this point so far. Um, I appreciate everybody stopping in. Thank you for being around. Um, this isn't the end, but this is for the people that don't enjoy the home lab stuff. I understand. So I will more than gladly give you an out at this point right now where you're more than welcome to leave the podcast, move on to the next episode or whatever you're doing. I get that. Um, I appreciate you being here nonetheless. But if you stick around and listen, I think there's some pretty informative stuff to do with um, self-hosting uh, software and applications to um not just benefit yourself but also bring entertainment to the people in your home as well as some stuff outside of your network which i um recommend a few different things different settings um to um secure those things just out of safety um but with that being said thank you guys for stopping by um have a good day but for those that are still here let's go ahead and dig into this a little bit so like I said at the beginning, I watched a lot of Techno Tim and a lot of his stuff. Uh, I'm going to try and remember to link his, uh, basically his blog that he has that he self-hosts. Um, I'm going to try to remember to link that in the show notes. So you should be able to check that out and at least see um, what I've been talking about um, at a code-based level because this is an audio um, medium, so you can't see anything that I'm talking about. So, Yeah. Um, what do I want to start with? I'm kind of looking around here at all of my instances and everything that I have set up here. Um, I'm backing up the world file. Okay, that's fine. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Anyways, uh, sorry, I was just looking at um, my game console. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's uh, let's actually grab the start of it all. My homepage which probably isn't going to work because I don't know what's going on with my um, doc pie is being funky. 
for some reason. Um, so we're going to do this the old-fashioned way. We're going to go to my pie hole instance um, and do it this way. Pie hole admin. That should get me there. Okay. So I should be able to look at DNS records here and figure out where I need to go for each thing. So uh, we'll go ahead and start. Um, I was going to start on my Docker-based um, Raspberry Pi, um, which... It's a 3B, it's pretty old, um, but it hosts Heindal and Potainer. All my Docker instances have Potainer, um, Portainer, sorry. Portainer, um, if you don't know, is software that allows you to manage Docker containers and images and um, other services. Let me go ahead and find one of my Portainer instances. Um, 20, 20, 27, 8096 maybe? No, 8,000, not found, 8,006. I don't remember what the default port is for portainer. <laughs> um, maybe I have it saved in here. Um, let's go here, see if that opens up somewhere. That does, okay, that's good. I don't know which one it's opening. I think this is my... Interesting, this is Heindal. Heindal's not started on my uh, pile. Or not on my other pie. There we go. Okay. So I'm now in portano.io, which is a dashboard that allows you to manage your um, containers, your images, volumes, networks, events, stacks, uh, users, and things directly on that device. Um, more or less, it's just a uh, easier way to manage um, all of your Docker images so that you can uh, quickly enable, disable them without having to go into CLI or, you know, SSH into a machine or uh, remote desktop into a machine and remember the commands for the docker stop start damien resets uh, auto start auto exit um it's changing ports changing internal ip addresses changing uh updating even your image type and all that stuff portainer does that uh i call it potainer portainer um port aner i don't know exactly what you're supposed to say it, or portainer i don't know whatever regardless um the dashboard just allows you to do all that stuff a lot quicker and seamlessly um and so Every every device that has Docker runs Portainer. Um, you can also use Docker Hub. You can use Docker CLI. Whatever floats your boat, that's fine with me. I don't really care. Um, this is just the solution that I've found that is the simplest for me to understand, and uh, I picked up pretty quickly. So all of my instances have this software, and it's ran on, I'm not going to tell you a port or IP, just out of safety of my network, just in case you do happen to get in here. Um, it will make it a little bit more difficult for you to travel around but uh, on this one i have a piece of software called heindall which heindall is a pretty simple piece of uh software it's uh basically a uh home page for all of your instances um so you can set up a website you can set up an application um as long as you give it the url that it's supposed to go to um it can launch to those so it's a it's a panel to access all of your other pieces of software all right dude you got to stop biting if you're going to come up here you can't bite okay thank you um so we're opening that up and we're looking at i think i have everything that's working i have connected in here um so we have proxmox which if you don't know what proxmox is it is a virtual environment um think of es exsi or esxi i can't remember which way you're supposed to say that but it's made by vmware vsphere stuff like that um it's virtualization host so it allows you to um spin up multiple vms and manage them all from a web gui 
So let's go ahead and click into that. Um, so this is where I host, uh, really all I'm hosting right now is my game server, which is the biggest thing. It's running an Ubuntu server, which hosts uh, Pterodactyl, which is a uh, admin panel for um, managing multiple different types of servers, which we'll get into a bit. But Proxmox allows you to um, edit the hardware. Uh, this is all, it's not hot swappable, so you gotta restart the uh, servers the vms in order to like change any of the hardware stuff but it allows you to virtualize um i think my current system which this is uh to everybody that has been keeping up in this saga sorry let me get this out of the way um this proxmox is running bare metal on what used to be considered my server pc which is windows 10 which was hosting like my discord bot the minecraft server and a lot of the other uh, smaller stuff plex and things like that that it was running as separate like full-on apps on windows um I decided that I wanted to move away from Windows um, as a server because it's not great. Um, I mean, it's simple because I've used Windows for so long that I understand how it packages applications and how I can uh, manipulate the file system to do what I want it to and to configure applications. But it's not great for automation or remote access. It's it's terrible because everything's in weird random places and you just have to remember it. Um, so it's like, I want to at least run Ubuntu server as the host just so that I can um, work in containers inside Docker. And I was like, why don't I just virtualize it and have Proxmox? Because I, I believe my machine, um, it's very, it's quite powerful um, for my understanding, at least as far as consumer grade um, servers go without using actual like server grade uh, um, hardware. So just looking at it, I have a six uh, core I believe, or six CPUs that I can choose. Um, looking at it, I have 32 gigs of RAM. I have 500 gigs of storage plus another um, 50 uh, for the local drive. Um, I'm not really looking about anything else that's here yet. Um, I have the i5-9600K at 3.7 gigahertz. And then I don't have a graphics card in there. It's not a huge deal, but it's a fairly powerful machine that can virtualize uh, roughly, give or take, three images um, at consistent um, usage, but I don't really need to. A lot of it's just going to be for testing purposes, so I don't have to do something on production, and it doesn't allow for ARM-based because I have been using Raspberry Pis in the past to do that, um, but now I can actually use proper um, normal <laughs> um, CPUs actual uh, x86 and x64 um, processing chips to allow for uh, better emulations and better uh, performance. So that's why I am running Proxmox bare metal on my uh, server instead of Windows. So I moved off of that. Um, please stop. You got to go. You're being bad. Go. Go. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm running there. Um, and inside of that, I'm running a single game server, which I talked about. And what that's running is stop Murphy. Quit. Being so bad. So yeah, I'm running. Um, I'm running Ubuntu server on there, which um, hosts Pterodactyl, Portainer, 
and um, I believe that's all that it's hosting. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and double check here real quick um, inside the game server portainer to see all what it's hosting. Um, got eight containers. Let's see, we have uh, information for Java, which just has to do with uh, building out um, Minecraft servers, um, the wings agent and the panel agent, um, which is just Pterodactyl's way of panel is how you manage everything. And then you can set up wings agents, which are just separate nodes. Um, I, I could have my base machine what I'm recording on right now, as well as my, uh, main server could both be two separate wings, which allow for, uh, managing multiple different servers that are running different Minecraft servers, but virtualizes them together. So they're technically one big system. I believe is how it works. Uh, running MyriadDB as a database um, for the entirety of both uh, Pterodactyl as well as for any games that need to be used can also attach to that um, and Portainer is in the bottom so yeah all it's running is the service that I use to maintain um, game servers which is Pterodactyl which again that's another thing that Techno Tim has talked about so you're more than welcome to go check that out um, linked in the show notes it's a very, very interesting piece of hardware, which I've been thinking about for a while of configuring because it allows me to manage the Minecraft server remotely at uh, a lot more ease because it is mobile friendly and I don't have to, um, you know, remote desktop into my Windows device and then click around with the terrible UI that is um, touch screen on Windows 10. Um, so I in instead can just go to uh, the web ui version of it and it's mobile friendly um and a lot cleaner to interface with so i've i've very much enjoyed uh using it um and it also gives you uh, stats on your your game servers at a glance you know exactly uh how much like usage the ram is taking up the storage that's being used um how much the cpu is being taxed with people on and off of multiple servers um, and then it also allows you to just like spin up stuff very quickly. Like I just spun up a Terraria server in like five minutes for the guys in the discord. Um, and then allows you to on the fly configure things and just very, very useful piece of technology when it comes to uh, multiple server, um, administration, um, just a lot cleaner of an interface. Um, but basically it allows you to remotely manage your systems instead of having to dig into the actual file system to edit like plugins and things and said pterodactyl just has it there for you to click into and edit even when you're on mobile it's just it's a fantastic piece of um tech i'm very very happy with it um so yeah that's what's running that's the only thing that's running on my server right now i'm thinking of other uh things to be running in a separate uh, vm which are things like uh bitwarden i'm going to be running vault warden to self-host my own um credential management system for password saving and things like that um as well as I'm um, kind of the projects I don't really need to get into because I'm not sure how they're going to work out and really they aren't that important. Um, but yeah, going on and down the list, I have Pi-hole, which I've talked about plenty of times. I haven't changed anything about that. Um, pretty much all I use Pi-hole for is just internal DNS resolving. So instead of having to go to an IP address internally, I can just type in like gameserver.lab and that gets me into... Um, the actual uh, VM that hosts Pterodactyl, which actually is where the admin panel is hosted. Um, and then same thing with like, I can go to pc.lab and that's gonna take me to uh, my version of Jellyfin because I've decided to just host that on my main system because it has a graphics card, so it allows for better encoding, which allows for higher quality, faster bit rate, 
when I'm remotely watching um, 4K content. So things like that is really all I use Pi-hole for. I don't actually block any ads or anything with it. I can. I'm digging into it a little bit at a time of actually like setting up group management um, to show varying degrees of um, blocking ads and other such things, which I just really haven't got into too much. Um, and then the next thing, which is currently uh, decrepit, uh, depreciated, um, it's out of commission at the moment, is Open Media Vault, which is my um, NAS of choice. Um, I like the interface, I like the UI. It's not as mobile friendly, but it is still fairly decent and allows for ZFS. So that's why I like it. But it also allows to make Windows shares as well as Linux shares. So it's it's got both and it can do both on the fly. It's fantastic. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I've had it running on a Raspberry Pi, but it just does a terrible job of pushing video data to uh, Jelly Bin, so which is my uh, media of source choice of uh, you know choice. Uh, sorry, get that tongue twisted. Um, media service of choice, um, and so I've just moved it onto my machine. But I am working on a VM for Open Media Vault, which is going to be a NAS, which I might just end up making into its own separate thing, anyways, and be more hard storage um, for files and old things that I will eventually need, but don't need on a active drive on my main machine or somewhere else. So I'm thinking of spinning up like a, um, even just going back to the Raspberry Pi and actually configuring it with a couple uh, redundant arrays. So I actually have a ZFF, ZFS drive or ZFS storage, ZFS system. I think it's the best way to say it. Um, that allows for more or less RAID. Um, for redundancy and backups and things like that of some more files that aren't super important or are low latent or high latency things that I don't need fast read write to basically um, but I can just like at a glance pull it down mainly photos and a lot of like thumbnail and artwork stuff that I'm working on would probably go there and maybe some of like the the backlog of videos and things I don't need like I don't need to edit off of or need to watch off of but where I can store them and then come back to later and be like, oh yeah, I need this one clip. So let me grab that video and pull out this clip. Um, that's the idea for Open Media Vault, but I just haven't fully, uh, don't have a fully functioning yet. Um, and then I've talked about Paradactyl, I've talked about Portainer, and then I just have uh, quick access to my router for port forwarding. Um, so I still have a few things to work on for Jellyfin, um, and I need to get some more stuff on my Pi-hole instance. It's also, uh, that, that Raspberry Pi is also running my Pi VPN, which is uh, sent through WireGuard, which allows me to remote in from outside the network. I currently have just a user set up for my phone. Um, and then I'm working on, once I get an iPad, I'll have one set up for my iPad. And if I ever get around to actually buying like a System76 laptop or something like that, um, or a framework of some kind, I might, uh, add that as well i will obviously i will add that to the vm as well so i can get back to my home network while i'm gone but it's not super important um but that's the idea are you gonna be a good boy now can you, can you be up here and be a good boy? um that's the idea for my home network um i think that pretty much covers what i've been working on the last two weekends um and configuring everything that i need to configure um i still have a few more things that i want to set up but i'm kind of putting on hold for when I move, which if you aren't aware, I'm moving at the end of the month, June 1st, I'm moving into a duplex, um, in which case I will be implementing a lot of my updated networking uh, physical 
wise. Not a lot of software is going to change, but physically everything's laid out. I'm going to uh, adapt to the new home as best I can, um, which basically just means working on a system for better Wi-Fi inside the home without having ugly wires everywhere. Um, and then cleaning up how I have like the modem and router all situated and all of how my pies are stacked and where my machines are at and how my uh, monitors look and the keyboard and mice hardware stuff and how that needs to change and things like that. So I'm still working all of that, um, but I think we're going to be in good shape moving in. Um, I have a lot of good ideas to um, set forth and conquer with, <laughs> um, but with that being said, uh, we'll keep it at about 42 to 45 minutes. So I appreciate everybody coming in here today and listening in. Hopefully you uh, learned some stuff about the home lab and you might be a little bit interested in some of this stuff yourself. You don't need a lot of high-end hardware like myself. I am fortunate enough to have some friends that are willing to support building a server to play games on, um, which I can then use to power some more things in my home network. But it's not necessary. I've Raspberry Pis are inexpensive and pretty easy to come by. You can get eight port switches for hardly any money. You can get Ethernet cables for hardly any money. Um, and you can just start networking that way and working in multiple systems. It's it's worth your time. Um, I think it's uh, it's enjoyable for me at the very least. It's like uh, a puzzle. It's difficult. Um, it took me a very long time to get Pterodactyl set up and having Wings Agent working. Um, it was quite a struggle. But uh, I finally figured it out and got it working, and it's very rewarding, and it was well worth the time. Um, in my opinion. So with that being said, I do appreciate everybody coming in here today and listening in. Um, I should be able to catch you next week before we move. I'm looking at a couple dates that I have to record. Not a lot, uh, but I do have a few over the weekend that I can record in and I can, um, you know, hang out. I might even get something recorded for the main channel. Um, who knows? Who knows what will happen there? But with that being said, have a good one, guys. Uh, catch you next time.